0: Alright everyone, welcome back in. This is episode number four of Two Catholic Dudes. My name is Ryan Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary. And as always, we are not priests,
1: we are not theologians, we are just two Catholic dudes and we are talking about our faith. Absolutely, and today we are super excited because uh, for the first time ever on the podcast, on the show, we have a guest. We have a
0: guest, we are three Catholic dudes
1: for the day. Yeah, yeah. One of our very good friends uh, and someone that I've known for a very long time, uh, Tyler Wetson. Yeah, thank you guys for uh for having me. I'm really excited to talk about my faith today. All right on. Well, yeah, wow. Welcome to the
0: podcast. Uh before we get going, we get, uh, we again want to plug all of our social media. We want to thank you guys for all the great support, the comments, the likes. We really appreciate all the shares cuz that's going to help us grow our community. So please keep that up. We can't thank you enough for all that um
1: all the sharing, all the love that you've supported us with. And yeah, and uh, we did set up a Patreon, so uh please consider if you if If you can and you have the uh, financial financial means to do do so, yeah, there we go. Uh, Please consider helping us out on Patreon. It does help with uh, our equipment and to offset a lot of the costs so we can keep this show going and keep it uh, thriving. Love it. And we mentioned it at the end of our last podcast, but if you could
0: ask us questions, you can leave a comment on our, on our YouTube page. You can leave a comment on Instagram. We'll look at, we'll compile all your questions and we want to start answering one at the end of each episode. And if we get enough, we can do a whole uh, Q&A. Do entire Q and a episode. So keep those coming. We appreciate that. You can even email us at two Catholic dudes at com. So right thank on. you
1: for all that. Awesome. So the topic today is, is a lot of different, uh, podcast churches ministries different things are like how do we engage the youth how do we talk to the youth about their faith and staying involved so we were like you know what let's go get a youth and put him on the show and yeah. talk to them about it um and you know as they don't they people don't some people may know you but yeah. the people that don't uh give us a little background on who you are and how you how you got to the table today
2: well as uh as danny said i've been friends with the both Danny and uh, Ryan for a long time now, and uh, I consider them two of my best friends in the whole wide world. Wow! Wow! I know, big time. Um, but uh, yeah, i just grew up in, uh, grew up at Holy Cross, and um, you know, I've slowly uh, learned to love God and love the Church and uh, love just ministry as well. Um, it wasn't immediate; it happened uh, a little bit later than it might uh, happen to some others. You know, a lot of people. Uh, fall in love with christ so early uh in life it took me a little bit longer not that i'm like super old or anything but um yeah it was a uh, it was an interesting ride and um i don't know if we want to talk yeah about absolutely that well now.
1: we've we've watched your growth and that's why we wanted to have you on here because it's been it's an incredible story and you have an incredible story um so that's what we have you on today because uh, you are heavily involved in Holy Cross, uh, without, you mm-hmm. know, you're heavily involved in the youth group that I'm the youth minister for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you're my go-to guy when I have to go out of town for retreats and stuff, I leave you in charge. And, uh, so how has been being involved been, uh, for your faith life? How has that been? How has it helped?
2: Um, it's, I think the driving force, but, uh, you know, behind what's keeping my faith going. Um, you know, every time, you know, like you said, I, I go out of town or you go out of town rather. Um, every time you go out of town or, you know, you even just give me a job to do while we're there. And you, you know, even while you're there, um, it just gives me an opportunity to, you know, spread my faith and, and really get everyone involved. Like, you know, all the kids there and even, you know, some of the adults, if I can, um, gives me a chance to spread God, you know, put a little bit of God in their life, a a sprinkle of Jesus, you know? Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: I can tell you from experience, uh, Coming as kind of an outsider of youth ministry, I'm not the youth minister there. I do come to uh, s- sometimes sporadic. I come, youth sporadically, nights. I come to youth nights, right? And I see what's going on, and I engage with the kids. And I've been doing that for a number of years. And I've seen a lot of the kids come up through the program. They start through confirmation, then they become peer ministers. They go on the retreat as as leader as peer leaders. And then one by one, they start falling away. Then they go to college and a lot of them move away. That's a natural thing. Some of them stay in Moore Park here where, we, where we're we based out of. Um, and those a lot of those kids still help as they transition into young adults. But then often one by one, they kind of stop coming as yeah, well. The busyness of life. The busyness of life. Yeah. And we, college is an interesting time. We're going to get into that in just a second. But every time I come, Tyler is there. And Tyler has... Like, I can't remember a time that I've been to a youth night that Tyler has not been there. And he's just this solid fixed foundation and just a stunning example
1: of that transition into the young adult life. So let's, let's using that word foundation. Where do you think was the foundation of your faith? I mean, I I'm asking you questions that I know the answer to, but share with uh, the people that are listening where, what is the foundation of your faith? Where did it start?
2: Um, well, so My introduction to the Catholic Church was just, you know, like a lot of people, my mom dragging me to church when I was a kid, and, you know, it was kicking and screaming. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and it was, um, you know, I was, I'm sure I was a menace when I was a little kid. I was probably the one that was running up and down the aisles and, you know, just...
0: Cause an absolute
2: havoc. But, Throwback, um, you
0: were that kid that we talked about last last week laps. on the podcast, running laps around. I was like, "Where's that kid's parent?" <laughs> yeah, that, that was that uh, kid right here. Yeah, little Tyler
2: <laughs> was running around, you know, running laps. I was a little track star at, at Mass. <laughs> <laughs> but um, control your kid. <laughs>
0: I mean, having children in, in Mass is a beautiful thing, but like also. Control your children, please. This is a
2: this is a beautiful homily. I'd like to hear some of it over you know your kid eating goldfish behind me. You know, I, people comment comment
0: in, please. What do you guys? What is your thoughts on a crying room in, in a church? I've been to a lot of churches that have one where you can take a place where you can take your kids. Sometimes
1: there's a there's not. Sure, I. Well, I on the, we're going off topic, but I think on that topic, like I like I like it, and I and I don't because here's the deal. A baby crying in church is maybe like, oh my gosh, but it's proof that the church is growing. It's, it's it's proof that the church is continuing, and it's proving that the church is alive. So like at the same, every time I hear that baby cry, and I'm like, how can I hear a gospel according to Luke if this kid is going crazy? Um, but at the same time, I go. You know, God, thank God for that baby, because that, that means that that's that's another potential that's going to grow up and maybe do my job one day or do your job one day and keep yeah. the church alive and well. So I, I think it's a it's a double edged sword. It's,
0: it's a yeah, it's honestly a beautiful thing when I see uh, a friend of mine. He's uh, he has two kids, ages like four and two. Um, When they were both at the age where he could hold them both he was his wife isn't Catholic And so he brings them both to church by himself, and that's hard to do I'm not a parent But like to wrangle up two toddlers or or little kids to come to church is super hard and he would come up to Communion holding both of them in both arms and they're going crazy and he receives the Eucharist and he comes back and he's just like And then they're going back and they're screaming in the pew and like what an effort to make to bring his his young kids to mass. Yeah. Um, and so they can so, experience that, that liturgy. And some of yeah. us, you know, you hear them crying. and you're like, ah, can you get that kid to shut up? But it's like, it is a beautiful thing. So there's a fine line you got to walk. So, and then, I, and I know sometimes when people go and bring their kids into the crying room, it takes them away from mass. And it's just, you're like, all right, this is just a play area. And the parents are removed from mass and the kids right. have no idea what's going on. Um, so comment in on what you guys think about the crying
1: room. Yeah, yeah. All right. Back to what we were saying. So it. anyway, so so going back to you, your foundation. So you're you're at mass. Yeah. You're a monster. Your mom's having to control you. Yeah,
2: and uh, you know that continued probably till about high school. No, I'm <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I was I was somewhat normal in high school. Um, but uh, the thing that that really got me, um, you know, into my faith and into you know loving Jesus. It was um, it's actually my grandma, um, good old Wanda. Um, so. Uh, when we would go to mass, you know, Saturday nights a lot of times because I would have like a baseball or a soccer tournament something right. Sunday morning, so I'd go to mass Saturday night at five o'clock mass. My grandma sat in the same pew every Saturday for like a million years in a row. She was really <laughs> old. Um, always in the front left. So I, and my mom would always sit back right. So we would go to communion. I know it sounds weird. We'd go to communion. I'd get communion or you know get the the blessing if I before I was you know my first right. communion. Um, and then instead of walking back. To the pew I was sitting in like a normal child I ran across the altar To the clear opposite side of the church To sit with my grandma for like the second Half of mass and then She would like walk me back and be like Hey Mary that's my mom's name she'd be like Mary I found your son <laughs> just wandering around Aimlessly um, but here he is um, And and Honestly from you know me doing that as a child Growing up um, She kept always telling me how proud of me she was uh, Because I was you know Continuing to go to mass and then I you know, I got confirmed, and that was, like, the best day of her life. Um, and it really just, you know, she was always so supportive of of me and, you know, just being Catholic in general. Um, and then, yeah, it's really just my grandma, just her, her constant faith. I remember she would always give me, like, little prayer cards just, like, randomly. I don't know if she got them out of a magazine or, like, where they were, but, like, she'd pull them out of nowhere and be like, hey, I was thinking of you today. And, you know, I'd, I'd, I would didn't appreciate them as, as much as I do now?
0: I think grandmas have like a bowl of those prayer cards. At oh yeah. house. you ever go to your, like your grandma's house? It's, like it's like a grandma starter kit. <laughs> grandma starter kit. It's right next to the bowl where they have all the candies. You go and it's like Werther's original and those like weird generic candies. You're like, why yeah. do you? Where do you get those, grandma? Yeah. It's like there's a grandma superstore where you buy all this stuff. Yeah,
1: they have mints, Reader's Digest, and uh, prayer cards. That's what, that's what you get at and, the grandma superstore. And Werther's original. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I think my my grandma was an avid shopper at that store cuz you guys just about hit the nail on the head with that. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That re- that story reminded me um about people sitting in specific pews. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Every like you know when uh, for me my specific spot is the piano. So if anyone was sitting at the piano that'd be really weird. Sure. Um, but <laughs> you know you like spot? <laughs> you go into mass and you're like I better get our normal pew. And if somebody's there, you're like, guys, don't you know that's my pew? Yeah. Like, it's- you're like,
2: oh, I'm at mass. But so then like, you sit get a- out of my spot. <laughs> you sit like a pew behind him and you're like, Oh, Just should, mad be, the
0: whole should be mass. there. <laughs> <laughs> a sign a piece. You're like, oh. <laughs> peace with you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fun, another place to sit. <laughs>
0: All right, so your grandma, huge inspiration on your faith life.
1: Yeah, the the biggest. Yeah. Well, and something that, that I want to, I'm going to put you on the spot about because I thought it was the coolest thing ever in relation to your grandma, because watching you grow up through the confirmation program and stuff is you would make it a point when your grandma could no longer come to mass by her own power. You made it a point to make sure you brought her communion every single Sunday.
2: Yeah. So, uh, exactly. So, you know, in, in high school, a lot of the people at our our parish are our peer ministers, we call them, uh, they all got trained as Eucharistic ministers and as ushers and then some as lecturers so we can help out, uh, you know, at mass. Cause it's like, you guys talked, I, you know, I watched your last episode. It's, you know, it's, it's huge. It's like the base of our faith is mass and, uh, celebrating the Eucharist and all that. Amen. Um, amen. Exactly. So, um, yeah, so I was a Eucharistic minister and, um, so my grandma freshman year of college, uh, was diagnosed with, uh, ovarian cancer. And, um, you know, that was, that was tough on me because you know it's she's the basis of my faith she's the one who introduced me to christ and gave me um you know she showed me that light basically and um you know i was just so angry and confused like how could god do this to the most incredible woman literally ever right um and you know i there was basically two ways i could have taken that was you know i'm pissed you know god is you know god is bad he's mean whatever i didn't take it that way i took this as a challenge you know my grandma has overcome so many you know different adversities i think that's the word yeah, yeah yeah different adversity um and um you know that's just a challenge it's another adversity that she was gonna overcome right and you know um it didn't shake her faith at all like it shook my faith and i wasn't even directly affected by it like this was her sure and her life um she's 92 years old and like She's already on her way out the door, if you will. But um, and then, you know, this just gets dropped on her, but um, didn't shake her faith at all. Uh, she went to mass as often as she could and then started doing uh, a chemo and everything um, like every other week or so. And she just couldn't make it to mass anymore. And, um, you know, she asked me if I knew if there was any way that communion could get brought to her. And I said, Yeah, grandma, I, I'm a Eucharistic minister. I think I can do that. I'd have to you know, I'd have to ask. So I asked Danny and he said, Yeah, you can get, you know, this thing called a Pix And I was like, Pix like on the phone? <laughs> like Snapchat? <laughs> I'm a guitar player, I think in yeah. Guitar <laughs> Pick, yeah, yeah, right? And I'm like, Pix. Don't know what that is. P I X. Is that what yeah. it's spelled? P I X. Okay. Um so my grandma went on Amazon, whatever, and bought one and uh, it had a little necklace on there and then you'd flip it open and uh, just put the body of Christ in there. Close it back up. Um, you know, during a certain portion of the mass. And um I did that and I brought her communion every Sunday for probably 3 months. And um I'm never going to forget this. I was able to give my grandma uh communion on her last day on this earth. And wow. She she passed away on a Sunday night and I gave her communion that morning. Wow, oh, that's incredible. And and you know, she was to the point where she couldn't even chew anymore. So she just, you know, Let let it dissolve. She let Jesus just pretty much absorb in her body, and I thought that was incredible. That's
0: that's super powerful. I was just about to ask you what what has helped you in this transition phase from high school or to a young adult to stay grounded, because I struggled in that in that time frame. We know a lot of people struggle. This is when we lose a lot of people, but I think you might have just answered that. I don't know. You might have more to extrapolate on, but uh, having that really powerful experience with the body of of jesus christ and being able to give that to your grandma especially on her last day that's super powerful
1: yeah the and the fact that the you know your grandma being the person that kind of introduced you to jesus and then you could physically bring her that jesus uh in her and when she needed it pretty uh, absolutely amazing stuff yeah no
2: i kind of took that as um symbolism i guess is the right word um you know like you like you just said she introduced christ to me and i i was able to give christ back to her on her last day um you know when she's on our way up to meet him. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like the symbolism there is I took that as I need to go forth and do that, you know, introduce Christ to people as often as I can. So I think that's why, you know, I was kind of just going through the motions in high school. You know, I was, I don't want to say I was going for social reasons cause you know, I, I loved God and, um, I wanted to, you know, help out every way I could, but that's really the, the, um, you know, what, what transformed it into me genuinely wanting, you know, with whatever it took uh, to introduce Christ to as many people as I could.
1: Well, I think that's a big part of a lot of times in high school youth ministry. I know I can speak to it when I joined high school youth ministry and a lot of the teens that we work with is the social aspect gets them in the door. Mm-hmm. You know, like, my, oh, my friends are going. This is something I do with my friends. But it's that Ryan was just when Ryan just asked that that transitional period of when does it stop becoming a social thing and become a ministry thing? and something that you want to be part of your life. And I think that that's, that's where you were, you kind of had that transfer of, you know, this isn't so much just me hanging out with my friends anymore, but it's me, you know, being, doing what you just said. I want to give Christ to as many people as I can.
2: Yeah, no, it's, I mean, that's what we're called to do as like disciples is, you know, spread, spread Absolutely. God's word, spread his love is his message. And, um, um, I think that's, that transition is what really called me to be the disciple that I, that I know I can be. Yeah.
0: Right, so, You know, and a lot of people might not have an experience like that. And so what can we uh, invite them to do to stay grounded? Because when you go off to college, that's a tough time. I tell you, I got the furthest away from Christ that I've ever been um, in my college years. And for me, what brought me back was music. I Again, mm-hmm. we talked about that in a previous episode, that I had to go back and I had to play at Mass every week. That was what kept me. But I, I know for a lot of people, again, it's that social aspect that gets them in the door. Mm-hmm. Coming to youth ministry, their friends are there. Uh, same thing with my youth choir. Uh, they might want to come because their friend joined and they're... Or even if it's like a girl or a guy that they're interested in. Sure. That's how I,
1: that's what, that was the first reason I went to youth group. So right. Cute girl. I'm going to show, I'm going to show up. I'm there.
0: Right. But then people start moving on and what keeps you there? Um, I think we talked about having a strong role model, a strong figure to look up to, because if you think that that person is cool and they are embodying everything about their faith, you want to emulate that as much Mm. as possible.
1: Right. Definitely. Absolutely. So then, so you went to school. Uh, you went to college. Um, so what? What is it? Because Ryan's absolutely right, and I've seen it for years and years. Th- when people go away to school, when people join college, and uh, even if they stay local and stuff like that, it, is when they kind of gravitate away from their faith or their involvement in their faith. What kept you involved? Uh, you know, we we talked about obviously this mission that you felt God had given you with this experience with your grandmother, but what else kept you involved and made you want to stay active? Um,
2: so I would. Went- I actually chose to go to a school uh, because, you know, like I said, church was important to me in high school. It definitely wasn't as important as it should have been. It wasn't, uh, you know, my my number one priority per se. But um, I decided to go to a school that was just 15 minutes away from my house and our church. Um, So I continued to go. And um, like I said, freshman year of college is when, you know, that whole ordeal happened. And um, I I just felt really called uh, throughout my college career to continue giving back to God who literally died for us. So like, you know, if he could do that, I can definitely go to church a couple of days a week and help the youth of our, our parish and our, our, our country, I guess, you know, really fall in love with Christ. Like I did.
0: Awesome. So. And I see, i i saw when you were young like how much you looked up to danny and danny's a great role model for all the kids that are there Definitely. and thank you for doing that for so many years and being that role model um but now i see is you're danny's giving you more and more responsibility in youth group the older you get especially when we go out of town or whatever you're in charge a lot of times and so you've kind of transitioned into that role model spot and the kids are now looking up to you and that helps you grow oh, further.
1: Absolutely. I, I, I say, cause I talked a couple podcasts ago, I talked about my youth minister and how he was like a huge role model for me. And I always kind of saw it as like a ladder is like, you got to kind of keep handing it down to the next person, to the next person, to the next Amen. person. Yeah. And so like he, when he gave that to me, I feel like, especially within the last year, year and a half, I've, I've tried to give that to Tyler as like, it's your, you time now to let me do the business part and you be that one to, to speak to the teens and to be that example. And he's done an absolutely incredible job on Thank retreats you. and everything that he's done like you, you're you're great you're i look up to you as and i was the person that was supposed to be your youth minister but i look up to you in your faith a, a lot
0: you're like captain america handing over the shield
1: yeah yeah i guess i hope i don't get that old Right? no <laughs> the
0: spoiler alert here. oh
1: no if you haven't seen, everybody if you not seen yeah. endgame now what are you doing <laughs>
2: uh yeah that there's like a like a one month like period for the spoiler alert and then after that it's like just, yeah. just go see the movie yeah, yeah anything, once,
0: uh, any big events like that game of thrones avengers endgame yeah. you get that yeah, one month on. window don't talk about it and then
1: and then it's all fair game yeah get out of here uh <laughs> but uh anyway that's that's uh that's the thing that that i've tried to do with you and you've done an incredible job of of that and and you've now you're out of college still involved in your faith still involved in ministry uh what is what's your mission now what do you feel that like god's calling you to do now now that you're is it the same is it different what what you know where do you, where is your head at um
2: honestly at the moment i'm still trying to trying to figure out my whole life you know i just graduated college a couple months ago and i'm you know trying to figure out a, a job situation i've got right. a job right now but it, you know i'm for the long term um I feel like that's everybody's struggle coming out of college. Is figure yep. out a job, do <laughs> something. That's just life. out of college. That's life, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out life right now. Um, but I know whatever I end up doing, you know, as a career, I want my faith and God to be, you know, number one. I want it to be a priority. If that means, um, you know, I don't know if a like a youth minister job opens up somewhere and like somehow I get word of it and I apply or something like that, you know, then so be it. Who knows? That would be pretty cool. It'd be crazy. So if you know, yeah. Anyone watching this video in the area? <laughs> in the area <laughs> I don't I know. Your I don't know. Make
0: it yeah. happen.
1: Well, and I've noticed that faith has stemmed into a lot of your life, um, just by the choices that you've made. Um, because like, uh, I, a lot of times, teens struggle in high school. We talked about that. They, they struggle with, you know, pressures and things like that. But you never really... I've known you since you were obviously, like, in the eighth grade. And that was just never something that, that kind of took you in. And it's always... You've always kind of... The faith has always been the forefront of your decision-making and your moral code. And it's it's absolutely outstanding because, like, I, w- I wasn't like that in high school. Yeah, and same right here. Yeah. And, but you've always been that way. And it's it's what do you think why do you think that that worked for you that other teens can maybe adopt or that they can they can do to live that life that you did um
2: honestly i, I got to thank my parents and you know my grandma of course for that right. um for just hammering it into me you know my mom dragging me to church every single saturday you know if it you know even if it took the course of 15 years for me to figure it out um that like the good Catholic morals that we try to live by and we uh you know do our best to follow. Um, you know, kicking and screaming, they were pounded into me. Right. Week after week. Um and like I said, I gotta thank my parents for that. They're incredible. Mary and Kevin, if you ever watch this, I love you guys. <laughs> wow, and, uh, shout out
1: to the parents. <laughs> right? hey, you know what? Tyler's you mom is one of the people that always shares our podcast. So yeah, definitely shout out to Mary. Right. She's the best.
0: That's awesome. And having a great foundation from your family uh is is fantastic but some kids don't have that and i was going to ask you know we have this this amazing community at our parish as well where the youth group is thriving uh, we have a lot of great opportunities for the kids to find their faith there with a like-minded community. But some parishes don't have that, and especially colleges, there's a lot of great Newman centers. That's a wonderful opportunity when you're off to college and life is hitting you from all angles. You can still be grounded in those Newman centers that are doing such a such an amazing job. But like right. for me, the college that I went to didn't have one. Uh, I didn't even know what that was at that time. And so like, what do we think, uh, you know, this is outside of all of our element, but like, mm-hmm. what do you think kids can do? that are in college. The world's hitting them. You got a lot of secular society pulling them in all different directions. They don't have a Newman center. How can they keep grounded in their faith or be pulled back further to it or help?
1: You know, Th- that's, that's the big question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of it comes down to the relationships and the environment that you keep. Um, I quote father Mike every episode it seems like, but he, he's the man. So but he says all the time that it's about your environment and it, and who you surround yourself with and how you surround yourself. So even if you're, if you can find people that share your, your morals and values and your beliefs anywhere that you go. And I know that, uh, you know, even right now in my life, like the people that I associate with and the people that I hang out with are people that I can share that faith with and that I can, uh, even if it's not everyone that you hang out with, you if you have that kind of always a place to go home to always an anchor to yeah. to keep you grounded and accountable, you know, for things, because I think that's that's a big thing. And I think even when you go away to school and stuff, stay connected with the people that you that you left behind, you know, text messages. And I think that's on youth ministers and people like that too, I, mm-hmm. I've I've talked about with some of the people at our parish like doing like care packages for our college students, like sending them like prayer cards or just like, mm, yeah. you know, whatever. Just things hit that up, like... Hit up all the
0: grandmas for their, their prayer cards. Yeah. All the Worthers original. Send them a Worthers Original with a little prayer card. They love it. Yeah.
1: It was just like a, we're thinking of you. Absolutely. Like your faith yeah. didn't forget about you. Exactly. Because I think that's another hard part. Uh, and, and none of us have had to really... Experience that too much is when people go away. Is how do you come back? Mm-hmm. Like, do I still fit in here? What's my well? Maybe you, maybe you experienced a little bit. Is where is my place here now that I'm not in high school anymore? In a in a youth group scenario, uh, or something like that.
2: Yeah. Um, so I can actually touch on that a little bit. So uh, it's kind of funny. We actually have a, a term for it at our church. Um, we call it the the young adult crisis. It's <laughs> exactly that. that. Exactly. <laughs> That's uh, trademarked by Danny. So, um, yeah, props to Danny for that. But um, so, uh, you know, when you're a peer minister, you're still in high school. You're a junior or senior in high school, and you are a volunteer at our parish. Uh, you
0: have a very clear jeez. Ju- you have (laughs) a very clear Clear job job. yeah yeah sorry don't get Uh,
1: choked up on the podcast
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty emotional talked about my grandma earlier i'm all (laughs) choked
2: up man um you have a very clear job and that job is to be a role model to the to those in the confirmation program right to lead small groups to lead games that we play uh things like that when you become a young adult that's that changes a lot you're not you know Directly thrown into that by by Danny, you know you're not you know the young adults don't necessarily lead games or young or you know the small group discussions um, as often as the peer ministers do. So you're a lot of times we're uh, weird. Uh, they are not thrown off to the side, but you know they're just it's harder to find their role. You're like in limbo. Yeah, exactly. It's harder to find their role. They're not they're not a youth minister. They're not a peer minister. They're they're in between. They have to they have to help out, but at the same time not. Too much to where the peer ministers get outshined. If if yeah, it's if that it, makes sense. it's
1: weird. It's
0: finding where you fit in mm-hmm. exactly. We're gonna hear about that transition period right there when we change out that camera. This is a great spot for like plugs in the future. So if if you want us to sponsor or be sponsored in our video, Peace Coffee or help us out on Patreon. Help, yeah, we can we can plug all our Patreon members at this point right now when we swap the camera. But we're gonna do that right now. We'll be right back. All right, we're back and we just wanted to take this moment and acknowledge our sponsor for the day. No, just kidding. We don't have a sponsor. This is episode number four. So not uh, yet. <laughs> not yet. Hit us up. All right. So again, Maybe we're talking
1: about that transitional phase. So yeah, that transitional phase of going from high school to college age to, you know, a- and the involvement. So like what what worked for you? Um. So like I like I touched on earlier, you know, it's it's kind
2: of a tough uh, transition trying to find where you belong, um, you know, in your in your youth group in your church just in the catholic faith in general um the thing that helped me was um you know as i i didn't step back from being involved in youth ministry but um you know i wasn't a peer i wasn't leading the small groups i wasn't leading the games um so i got really heavily involved in mass and i was um trying to usher or uh you know eucharistic minister and um, distribute the body and blood of christ um or just help out whichever way i can just do anything um, anything and everything that I could to uh, stay involved in, you know, the most important part of our faith, which is mass. So um, yeah, that's what I did. Right. So
1: I, I think that the answer to that really is like, how do we keep people involved? How do we keep people you know engaged is stay involved. That's the key is like, if, if something, if you're not feeling like, am I really making a difference here? Or, I'm really struggling to find a spot here. Go find a different spot you know and and you never know what's out there because there's always a need and there's always a place for you to minister and sometimes it, we go back to episode the a previous episode where we talked about change and growth sometimes you got to change up that environment and do something different to find out you know, where that transition is going to take you.
0: Yeah. And you never know where the help is needed. I think it's up to the people in the roles. So for instance, I'm in music ministry to right. go out and, and find people and say, Hey, have you considered joining the, the choir? And they would, they would have maybe never thought of that. But since I reached out to them, big like, invitations, invitation it's, is a key. Invitations yeah. key. You know, we, Hey Tyler, we need some extra help at youth ministry. He's like, Oh, the, some people might not think to go up, but also think to go up and ask people because, I might be so busy with my, with my project that I forgetting to go out and ask people and to be like, Hey, I noticed that you guys are, sh- are short a few members. Do you guys need an extra hand? You're like, Oh yeah, that'd be great. You know, is, is so it, I think it needs to come from both ends. We need to be yeah. inviting people in. And if you don't have a particular ministry already, go out and find one. Well, yeah,
1: it, it, as I'll say this, like being involved in your faith and uh, Catholicism is not a spectator sport. Uh, so get off the bench and be in the game. Uh, going to mass is amazing and beautiful. And that's, that's great. Go to mass, but there's so many incredible ways to be involved in our faith and in our churches uh, that, that you can do. Like there's so many different ministries at parishes that, that need people that want involvement. They want your involvement. And I think that that's a huge way for you to stay connected in your faith and to keep your faith growing. Um, it's like uh, we, we used the gym analogy last time. If you got to keep going to the gym, if you want your faith, if you want to get stronger, you got to keep going to the gym and you got to work out different body parts. Uh, Just like if you want your faith to be stronger, you got to keep going to mass. And, but that's one part of our faith. So try to get involved in other different things, you know, Catholic
2: charities, yeah,
1: charity, other ministries that may need your assistance, Mm -hmm. that may need your involvement. I know at our church, I'm a member of the Knights of Columbus. And so that's another thing that I do to help out. Um, the church, just with whatever you know, fundraisers and yeah. things they do.
0: And if you're in that situation where you're in college and there's not a Newman Center and you don't find a big community, start one and start find some friends that are also Catholic or maybe invite some people to come to church. But maybe start a, a prayer group, start a Bible study, yeah. go to Theologies on Taps, theology on Taps.
1: I don't know. One of those portals. You know, if you if you're going to a school too, maybe try to find the local Catholic church in the area. I guarantee you, if anybody was say say there was someone that was going away to school, like say they went to Cal Lutheran, which is near where where we live, right, and uh, where Tyler went to school. If somebody like from out of state went to school there and was Catholic and showed up at our youth group and said, "Hey, like I'm just going to school here and I'm looking for a place to be involved," I'd be like, "Heck yeah, come on in, come on in." like you're welcome here and I think that there's so many different churches out there that want to do that that's the beauty of our churches we're universal there's catholic mm-hmm. churches everywhere go find a way to be involved yeah um and and we as a church not just like our church but we as a catholic church need to be inviting and welcoming of those people that want to be involved we need to make it easy for people to be involved and inviting for people to be involved amen and it's it's easy for people to think oh I don't have anything that
0: I can add to that particular program you know and they they might be afraid of Rejection, And that's important for us to, to not be as, as inviting as possible, but right. say, I don't care that you think you might not have any skills in this particular ministry, but I guarantee you have something to add to it, whether or not you know that right now. So come on in yeah, and let's the, see what you got to offer.
1: Amen. There's a place for everybody. And that's, and that's what the church needs to do is we need to be more welcoming, uh, especially to our young people so that we can keep them around and keep them involved. Those crying uh, babies. Bring them in. Yeah, it's tough, yeah. but you know, from crying babies to college students to ninety-year-olds, like w- there's a place for everyone in the Catholic Church, and there's a place for everyone to be involved in the Catholic Church, and Amen. that's I think that something that we need to to work on. And I think that like uh, thanks for Tyler for being here is as a great prime example of someone involved and active in their faith and and trying to help other people be involved and active. Um, you know, being you being on the podcast as an example, you wanted to show up and talk about your faith for. 45 minutes. So. I love it.
0: And it's great getting, to, getting to talk to you because w- again, we talk about all these other, um, mediums that we listen to where they talk about how we can get the youth involved. And they, they talk about him in the third person. It's like, well, here, here is one live in person. Yeah. Uh, and you can see one that's living out his faith. And so I want to thank you for being such a great example for my faith life and for all the kids that are coming up and they're, you're being an inspiration to them. So thank you for that. Amen. And Amen.
2: Thank you to you guys for you guys's constant, uh, support for, you know, myself, like you guys are both incredible role models for me and
1: for so many. So uh, that's kind you of that. you to say, man, we appreciate it. We're just, you know, two Catholic dudes doing our Catholic best. Yeah. Um, so I think that we're we're about wrapping up our time here. Um, hey, let's bring this thing let's home. Let's bring it home and do our announcements. Our, our announcements, just like at Mass. Um, <laughs> uh, but please follow us on all of our social media, Instagram, Twitter, uh, at two Catholic dudes. On Instagram, it's underscore two Catholic dudes. Uh, we vlog on there We have all kinds of different you Yeah, know, you things. get to see a
0: lot of behind the scenes Yeah uh, we're, we're pretty silly And again, we want to keep it light Keep it fun That's that's our vibe Yeah And we don't want to be someone that we're not So like, come see some silly stuff yeah. That we do come, on our vlogs yeah, and come along the journey I think yeah. there was a slinky involved today There was If I'm not mistaken There was Yeah, yeah. Uh, So you uh, never know Comment Has anyone ever successfully got
1: a slinky down all the stairs? There's no like, possible way I don't uh, Okay It's impossible yeah. yeah I tried Um, But anyway, so follow us on those On those, uh those platforms subscribe to at Ryan class music on YouTube, because uh, that's where these podcasts are going up. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, you want to, uh, uh, you want us to come to your parish. We're, we're happy to do that. We do music. We do speaking, we do workshops. Uh, you can hit us up on uh, Google or, or Google. You can hit us, or email us at two Catholic dudes at gmail.com. You, you can search yeah. the Google machine yeah, and try true, to find the us there two Catholic dudes at gmail.com for any, uh, questions or booking information you can you can reach out to us on there and then of course as always please consider uh being a patreon member and helping out the podcast it's so so incredibly appreciated and uh your generosity means the world to us we know that your money is asked
0: for a a lot of different sources and and we really appreciate you considering it uh first of all like give your money to your parish that should be your right and and then and then like some chair and then and then charities and then if you're gonna if you're like i got some more money i want to give uh, word on Fire is amazing. So, like, throw throw Word on Fire some money. Uh, Catholic Talk Show is great. If you got anything left, throw us a couple bucks. Fifth, like, fifth string, two Catholic dudes.
1: Um, <laughs> but, uh, again, uh, we'll leave you with Catholicism, not a spectator sport. Get in the game. Get involved. And uh, just, we'd love to, to, to chat more about being involved in future episodes.
0: Thanks, Tyler, again for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. And uh, we'll see bless. you guys. Yeah. God bless. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks.